welcome, welcome, welcome to the Real Talk Sports Show. I'm your host, Minister Jonathan Simmons, and we're very thankful for those of you who are joining us here on multiple platforms. We're on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. We're also on Twitter TV, and we are on Twitch. And the good news is if you are watching on the big screen, you can do so. Go to Roku, put in Tiki Live, and look for the Phoenix Entertainment Channel and bam, you'll find us broadcasting to you right here and right now. And also, you can hear us on WIGO 1570. It's now the all-new legendary WIGO, pace setter 1570 AM. You can check us out right there. And uh, if you can't get it that way, go on to their website, WIGO1570.com. You also can listen on the free tuning app. Again, put in WIGO 1570 in the search engine, and voila, you'll find us broadcasting to you right here. And right now, okay, you know, guys, when we have this sports show, we bring on one of those beautiful women in sports talk radio or TV. I'm talking about the one and only queen, Miss Tree Dolman, is in the building. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, everybody. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing fantastico. And also, when we do the show, Queen, we also have a champion, not one, but two times Super Bowl champion. And played over a decade in the NFL. And he is a member of the Sport Valley State Sports Hall of Fame. He's an all-around good guy. Number 38, Mr. Tyrone Poole is back in the building. Welcome back, sir. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Jonathan? Hello, Miss Tree. How you doing? Hey, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Hey, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Jonathan. <laughs> I know, right? The party started. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Tyrone, how you doing, sir? All is well. Let's get this party started, man. Praise the Lord. Let's get it rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. Well, as always, lots of great stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, let's uh, see if we can get our topics up in just a second. Let's see if we have them uploaded yet. And uh, here they are. Bam! Come on. So we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball quick spotlight on Albert Pujols. He hit number 700 in Aaron Judge's quest for the Triple Crown and hitting 61-plus home runs for the New York Yankees. And, of course, our Bravos continue to run the race to win the East. We're going to have a local music spotlight. A good buddy of mine, uh, we just simply call him his stage name, L. Spikes. Mr. Lenny Spikes is in the building. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his upcoming album he's got cooking. All good things he's going on here. Hey, guys, we also, good things in the weekend. Jonesboro Marching Band brought water to Jackson. Hawks have open practice for the public this week. I think it's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. College football update, the top 10 teams. Georgia Tech coach and AD have been fired. Will they now pursue Deion Sanders? And our special guest will be Todd McKenzie, Rod McKenzie, I'm sorry, and NFL recaps, how good are the Dolphins? What's up with these crazy low-scoring games? What's going on with Tom Brady and the Bucks? And, of course, we got to talk about our Falcons because they won. And I better, I better, better, I'm saying better, see that little banner, Miss Dolman, tonight. Are you are you going to see the banner every week? No. <laughs> oh, I, Tyrone, you know we get in trouble when, when women start doing this. I'm in trouble already. Oh, gone. Well, listen, do you guys, either one of you have any uh, topics that just were blazing hot? You still look here, man. We, we got to talk about this tonight. Anything you, either one of you guys popped up with, Tyrone, Tree, anything that kind of caught your attention? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get it. Let's, let's see here. Can you see this? Oh, she had a, okay. you froze the camera. She, there it is. Come on. What it's you got? frozen? 
No, now it's not frozen. Go ahead. What you? Oh, you got a jersey on. Oh, praise so God. anyway, I don't know if you all watched, but my alma mater, Middle Tennessee, uh -oh. went into Miami and demolished them the entire game. And the final score was 45 to 31, knocked them out of the top 25. They were ranked 25th in the nation at the time. So shout out to my alma mater. It was such a fabulous game to watch. I was so excited, jumping up and down, screaming the entire game. So go blue. Yeah, go on Tyrone. She couldn't even wait to the college football segment. She had to make sure. <laughs> Everybody knew about the middle Tennessee State. I, I ain't mad at you. Let's go social media real quick. We got Todd. He said, Tyrone, call it prime time. It's coming to tech. Y'all just ready for some college football. Slow down. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Amen. But, yeah, that is going to be the hot topic. It's going to be Rob McKenzie on to let him talk to us a little bit about that. Tyrone, anything catch your fancy, search? He said, uh-oh, I got to talk about this preacher. I just pick it back real quick off of what Tree said. Not only did Middle Tennessee go down and get that victory and uh, kick butt, almost like that picture, if everybody saw on the uh, social media, with a Miami punter kicked it up back in the butt with the ball. Uh, so Middle Tennessee went down to Miami, and they kicked butt, and then walked away with $1.5 million. So that's how you do it. But uh, uh, also, what I'm going to add to the pie is that um, uh, Herm Edwards, Herm Elvis, you know, my question is, um, you know, what do you guys feel about that? I'm like, you know, the staff, you know, leaking out information. That's what they say. And then they fired a man, you know, on the field. I'm like, would they have done any other coach like that? I'm like, uh, what's going on? What's, that's the hot topic with me. I'm like, that's the one they're not talking about. Now, the guy in Boston, the, 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 the Celtics head coach, yeah, he did whatever. But, man, come on, you're not hearing too much about – should the NCAA go in and investigate what happened if it is true that happened to Herm Edwards? True, your thoughts about Herm Edwards? Do you think, first of all, what do you think about the idea of the coach being fired on the field by the AD and I think the president of the university, right, Tyrone? Uh, whoever was, they did the axe. Wow. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, that's just unacceptable. I can see if there's something happening on the field that's just like out of character or hitting a player or something like that that would cause it to happen on the field. But come on. Like, in my opinion, you can always take people in an office. There's a way to do everything. Let's just be honest. In my opinion, there's a way to do everything. So I, I don't think it was necessary for them to fire him on the field, but I don't know what happened. So let me just say that I'm not familiar with the story. So I don't know if, if something happened that caused them to fire him on the field. I'm not aware of that. If that is the case. Well, that's not my point. No, my point is the staff members, the fire that comes and goes, that's anything. Right, right. You get fired. But the staff leaking information. That's my point. Should the NCAA go in and basically investigate that institution the program from head to toe man okay i'm like come on i'm like i, well, I think a lot of i mean you hear a lot of leaks of people getting fired that happens a lot unfortunately so i don't know what what can be done about that people do talk they should not the people who know what's going to happen well see good toast to me that our inside man todd says her member staff turned to them they said they fired him in public because he was under investigation oh. 
he wanted to make a statement. Well, Tyrone, one of the things that came out in some of the news clips, they were saying that Herm evidently didn't maybe have a firmer grasp as he should have on the NCAA uh, rules and regulations in terms of what you could and could not do with recruits. Now, I think that that doesn't sound right to me. A guy's been around for a long time, sounds like a bunch of hoodoo. And the other thing, too, is regardless of what that's the case or not, the staff, I heard, was leaking information to opposing teams. Now, you already know that is Slim Shady right there. What? That's something that that's, that's, that's my point. That's, that's what I was trying to say. That, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. I thought they were just leaking that he was getting fired. I didn't no, know they, they were leaking information to other teams. Okay, first of all, the staff needs to get fired. Hello, amen. what's your loyalty? Tell the truth. Yeah, I mean, you're loyal to the university. I don't care if you like the head coach or not. I don't care if you like, I mean, no, loyalty is everything. People need to learn that word because unfortunately you don't see too many people out there. I'm, that's horrible. That was this right here. Opposing teams? That's right. acceptable. And let me add this right here too. I'm like uh, Jonathan mentioned that Herm Edwards didn't know uh, some of the rules. There's a whole lot of coaches don't know understand the rules. That's why they have compliance officers. Hello, yeah. that's their job to make sure they tell the coach this is what you can do and what you can't do. And I'm pretty sure Herm Edwards, he's a smart dude. Okay, coaching the NFL, he, you don't get through college and get to the pros and play a long time without having some type of mentality or understanding mentally. Okay, so I'm pretty sure he went to the compliance officer or whoever he or she is and said, hey, this is what I'm looking to do. What does what does the rule say about that? Come on, man. That stuff don't fly with me. Shady, shady, shady. The whole thing's a bunch of boop. So, yeah, I want to know what he's under investigation for. Yeah, but again, even if he's under investigation, that's not how you do it. You just don't do it that way. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's just not how you do it. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand that kind oh, of situation. Oh wow! And her, I like her, yeah. Edwards. Yeah, Herm's a good guy. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just some, just some really slim shady so, stuff. Okay, so I mean, I don't know if this is true. Sorry, I'm looking it up now because I didn't know anything about this. But they're saying that people were doing it to get him fired because he's a black coach. Well, now, I wouldn't be shocked at that. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at it at all because, you know, regardless of what we like to think, there is still some of that component throughout our society. And I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be shocked. So, yeah, there's just something real crazy uh, that's going on uh, out there in Arizona. And hopefully, man, they'll get that straightened out and get that thing fixed. Yeah, well, I was going to say one more thing. Go ahead. Herm deserves his respect. Yes. And so for them to fire him on the field in public, that's just unacceptable. That is unacceptable. And like Tyrone said, they're investigating. I don't they care. They've done that. Saying, give that man his respect, and you can you can take him in the office and do things the right way. That's just unacceptable. Right. And you know, and you know, Arizona, just like a public enemy enemy would say, can't trust it. Can't trust. Arizona, they didn't want to have Martin Luther King holiday out there. So come on, man. Right, right. And and, and we we all, yes, we're all familiar with what goes on in Arizona. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Well, I'm going to shift gears here for a second here. You know, I try to give some love to, you know, some of the folks local in our area. This guy, I've known him for years. Uh, he, I first met him actually when I was checking out Georgia Public Broadcasting. I was dabbling my toes in, in the old world of TV. So he walked me around, got a chance to meet up with a guy I already knew, uh, Sam Crenshaw, and see kind of how they did their business with high school football. And uh, certainly was great there. But now 
He's bringing back something he did when he was a young man. This guy used to be an R&B crooner from back in the day, and now got a little silver in the hair, but he said, I'm about to bring it back out. The one and only L. Spikes is in the building. Well, Spikes, you there. Brother Spikes, I'm going to have to have you turn your um, camera. you going the other way. Can you turn the camera one more time for me, sir? Right, I'm going to let uh, Brother Spikes get reset. Brother, I'm going to need you to turn your camera the other way. I'm going to let him get set. You know, sometimes when you're new, we get him set here. But, yeah, he does some uh, He does some great stuff. R&B. Uh, he's from back in my day. He does a lot of stuff from the 80s. You know, a lot of that you know, smooth music. Uh, before we go to him, we're going to go to... Our man Todd, he said, first of all, he get, yep, he got some inside info. He said, second of all, he said that uh, Herm also gets zero money uh, on his money. It's old. If violations are true, that may play into it that they don't want to pay him. Oh, man. What violations, Todd? Yeah, see, this is, this is the whole thing. I mean, all this alleged, alleged NCAA violations. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't have anything, um, I know everybody wants to be preemptive. I know everybody wants to be ahead of the power curve. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't have solid evidence on this man to fire him like this, like Tyrone said, the thing that was ridiculous was on the field. This is a guy who is a, a former NFL player. He's been an on-air personality. He brought that team back because Tyrone, you know, and I know Arizona State was not a winning team before Herm got there. And he got them up to playing more like, uh, you know, Sun Devil football and brought some notoriety to the school. So, I mean, it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. All right, Brother Spikes, you still, you had it for a second, my friend. I can see you off stage. You once again are, are going the other way, so you have to turn your camera so you're horizontal. So yeah. if you got your phone, you got to turn it so it's this way, not that way, because we're getting you. you know, I'll say this real quick. Say about the Herm Edward, Herm Edward things. It reminds me of the movie um, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. played in. Uh, men of honor, men of honor, and uh, they didn't want him to actually be a master diver, and they did everything they could to get him up out of there to make him quit. And I love that movie so much because, regardless of what they did to him, and it's a true story, it's a true story that's the great thing about it. Regardless of what they did to him, he never gave up. He kept going. I'm like, they they, they, they cut the bag. I remember part of the movie where they cut the bag and he just dumped his tools into the water and he almost froze to death. Right. But he still came up. So I'm like, when, when people want to try to sabotage what you're doing, man, they will find a way to do it. And it'll make it look like it's crystal clear that you are the one that's in the wrong. But boy, look here. They already been plotting that thing. Yeah. Really right. Well, you're guys, right, Tyrone. They well, will. Guys, we got to go to a break. We'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show in just a moment. Hey, buddy, it's already real talking already, so don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Well, check out Allen Vigil Ford Lincoln in Morrow, Georgia. We have one of the largest inventories in our area for both new and pre-owned vehicles, so we're sure to have something for everyone. Family-owned and operated since 1982, customer satisfaction is our number one priority. Come see our full lineup of vehicles and find the one that best fits you. Give us a call today, 678-726-5739, or shop us 24-7 online at allenvigilford.net. All right, we're back here. We're going to go through another commercial, but no. The producer said, no, we're not. We're coming right back here. So, yeah, Todd, I think, is agreeing with everybody else. He says, seems like it's a little shady activity towards the man in the melanin in the skin. It's got all that smell because, I, you know, Tyrone, I can't remember anything like this in college football at a major school. 
I mean, I can't think of anything like this. A guy just like, okay, good luck. You're out of here. I just not seen that before. We live in a world, we live in a world where a gentleman can say, if I get indicted, I'm I'm telling them I'm rolling on everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody under the bus. Everybody under the bus. We're going everybody under the bus. So yeah, man. It's not one thing I will say is that. Character speaks louder than anything. There, there's so many people that go around and spread lies on people. There's people out there spreading lies on me. And character speaks louder than anything that anybody can say. So regardless of what they're trying to say Herm did, his character will speak louder than anything that they try to say that he did. Hold up. Hold up. Now, wait a minute. Now, you got the preaching the champion. Somebody throwing some shade on the queen. Well, you know you're doing something right when you have haters. Anytime you, for, for you know, like, I'm not saying anything what you're saying, Jonathan. I'm just saying, she's a queen. So anytime, I've learned this. Whenever you are a winner, always going to be people nipping at your feet. It's going to be little catfish, catfish. You know, catfish sit at the bottom of the tank, and all they do is eat what calls, falls down. You know, but we are fish. We're swimming at the top, going from side to side. So, you know, everybody got them little catfish nipping at them, man, nipping at your heel. Yeah. You know, when you somebody good, doing great things, you know, Tree is a queen, you know, she doing her thing. You go have haters. I'm pretty sure you got haters, Jonathan. Don't don't think that everybody who tell you, Jonathan, that you're doing a great job supporting you, buddy. All right. That's just uh words to the wise. Okay, oh, there's our beautiful friend. She said, amen. That's right. That's <laughs> love to Miss Monica Kabler, uh, herself a former homecoming queen at the University of Georgia. Speaking of black people, the second black woman actually to win that title uh, after uh, the lovely Miss Galt back in, I think the, uh, she won it, I think Monica won it in, well, I'm going to say, because y'all might guess her age. But anyway, she was a winner, second black woman to win the uh, homecoming queen at the University of Georgia. Todd is also chirping in social media. He says... We get them glasses on. He says Herman is a good dude. He is. I mean, that's the thing that's yeah. so crazy about me. If Herman, if Herman was some kind of snarky guy, then I would say, okay, maybe that's it. But all these coaches that do all this nefarious stuff. I mean, now allegedly, um, the coach from LSU, you know, came at one of the boosters like daughters. Nobody said anything about. Uh, they didn't try to fire him on the field last year. They didn't do that. They waited after the season was over. Say, hey, you got to go. And that's certainly more scandalous. Okay than anything they're talking about uh, Herm allegedly doing. So that's just real, real crazy. Yes. Some more love from Miss Kavler. She said, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, we love you too, beautiful. And Tosh says, yeah, when you when you get on top, that's when the devil comes for you. There's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's always, it's, it's always, everybody knows that that's when you're going to get attacked the most is when you're doing something. Because the devil ain't trying to attack you if you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. He got you on the sidelines. He's like, all uh, right, well, they ain't doing nothing. Uh, I heard somebody say this. Um, I thought it was a nice little gesture. When you're doing something good, uh, people are always going to attack you. Um, the person says, I've never seen a robber rob someone who doesn't have anything worth stealing. All right? I've never seen a robber rob someone if somebody, if you're being robbed, if you're being talked about, if you're being displayed in a way that you know it's not you, that means you're doing something right, just like Tree said. So if nobody's robbing you, then that means you ain't got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know, the great thing about it all is that 
I don't worry about what other people think because I live my life to please God and God knows everything. I live my life to please God and to continue to make my husband proud of me. And I know that God knows the truth. He knows my character. He knows my heart. So I don't worry about what other people say. Right. You got to continue to work that thing. Everybody just work that thing. That's what <laughs> Look, that's, listen, that's like, let's get to the point. That's the whole point right there. That's it. Everybody just work that thing and we work good. that thing. We good right there. Let's go ahead here. I think I got Brother Spikes in the background. It's, he was doing good for a second, but the screen flipped again. Brother, let's we do that. We want the audio. Let's see if we can at least talk to us for a second. Brother Spikes, are you there? What's that song? Upside down. My brother, I love you, but you know what? Next time you come on, bro, I'm going to come over to your spot. And I'm going to get you hooked up, man, because, I mean, you were going left, right, light was on, light was off, but that's my brother. I love him. Like I said, again, what I, what I really appreciate about him is that he encourages me. You know, we about that same age, man, to kind of look, you know, it doesn't matter that you had to put your dream on hold for a while and go back after it. And for him to say, look, man, I'm not maybe the the most you know eloquent singer but i'm gonna go out here and put it out here i used to do it back in the day i'm gonna get out here and and put my music out there and whether people like it don't like it i'm gonna do my thing so i appreciate my brother and uh yeah bro we're gonna make sure to try to get you back on next time i'll get you set up because right yeah. now man, we got you you know we got you kind of going you know sideways here we don't want to yeah because you know, i want to i want to hear him come on and yeah. i'm happy that he's out there one thing i'd say about music Somebody, there's always a group of people that will love music. I love music because there is a song for every single mood, occasion. Doesn't matter what you're going through, there's a song for it. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt at all. So we appreciate you, brother. So like I said, we'll have you back on. I'll get you set up next time, man. So you ready to rock and roll. Let's go back to our topics for the day. We talked oh, about I'm some- sorry. Since we're talking about music real quick, can I just yes. throw one shameless plug? Yes. So I just want to say to everybody, you were talking about great music. Everybody loves After 7, right? I know I do. So if you do not know, After 7 has a new album out called Unfinished Business. Their songs are climbing the charts, especially the one that I'm loving, Tomorrow Can Wait. And they're, I mean, the whole album is amazing. So make sure you go and support After 7, After 7 with their New album, Unfinished Business. I just wanted to throw that out there. Since After seven. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Let's go here. And uh, uh, like you said, again, we're going to uh, uh, get Brother what Spikes out because he was oh. telling me he's having some problems with his sound as well. So, Brother, again, I'm going to get you set up. We're going to have you come out here, man, looking kind of crazy. You're putting this new album out. We're going to have you looking straight. So we'll bring you back on uh, hopefully in the next upcoming weeks, man, we got you really hooked up, your mic right, your, your, your camera right, everything good to go. Let's take a, a quick peek again back at our topics. We have talked about a few things already. We got into a little bit. Um, yeah, Pujols. Yeah, That's Listen, man, I mean, what do you guys think about that? He is, he is only... I think he's only the fourth man now to hit 700 home runs. He joined Hank Aaron, um, Barry Bonds himself, and who else has got 700? No, I think it's just those three guys. No. Isn't it Babe Ruth? I said, duh. Duh. Hello. How about that? Yes, Hello. Hello. Is anyone home? Yeah, so those are the only four guys that have 700 home runs. Uh, And really, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to get it. You know, he had been aging, uh, battling a couple of injuries. And no one thought that he'd really be able to get it. But and and here's the cool thing, guys. He ended up doing it 
by going back with the team he started with, the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, how cool is that? I yeah. love it. It's, it's like full circle. And they're going to the playoffs. All I got to ask is, uh, he didn't get that 700, that 700 home run like Michael Strahan got that sack, did he? No, but he 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 had, he had like an Albert Pujols. <laughs> that one. How did Michael Strahan get his sack? Oh, Brett Favre laid down. <laughs> oh, that's how that's how that's how he got that sack. Yeah, that's why Tyrone laughing. Tyrone, know every NFL player watching that game said, "What the what?" Wow, I didn't know that play, one. Brett just yeah. went, "Oh, okay." So all I was saying is that the pitcher didn't throw him a fastball. Is okay. Hey, I'm gonna throw you three straight fastballs. You gotta hit one of them. <laughs> no, they look everything look legit. Like I said, the Cardinals are battling for a playoff spot. I'm not sure if they clinched or not. But like I said, this is just a phenomenal story. And the same thing. How about Aaron Judge? What what better man to hit 61 plus homers than a Yankee? You know, considering that Roger Maris was the guy that first broke the 60 homer record back in 1961 by hitting 61 homers. This is just and both of you guys know about that, especially you, Tyrone, about getting that money. The guy opted out of a contract and playing for free agency. And this guy's going for the triple crown. So you know he's about to get P-A-I-D-D-D exclamation point. But you see, what that what that tells me right there, just with that statement that he opted out, just like with uh uh Lamar Jackson. And you know, to me, when you know. And see, what I guess what I'm trying to say is when guys get paid, they tend to take the foot off the pedal. But when you know you got to get paid, that's when we see a real talent. All right? So uh, what we're seeing is he know he has to get paid, so he got to perform. He wants to get the big dollar. So I'm pretty sure he's doing extra things that he probably uh, hasn't done in a, in a, a couple of years, uh, uh, just like Lamar Jackson. You know, these guys know I got to perform to get paid. Now, once you get paid, now let's see if you keep that trend up. But normally the trend is once guys get paid, you know, they're like, okay, I made it now. But it, I just wanted to make that comparison. You know, <laughs> he's fighting for a contract, so you're getting his best effort. And his best effort is showing a triple crown type of talent. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, the guy, and the guy, listen, no, let's not get this twisted. I mean, Aaron Judd was a, was a big-time homer and hitter before all this stuff started, man. But, I mean, blasting 60 homers. And, you know, let's everybody point out, I'm not going to get into steroid, post-steroid, but doing this in basically the post-steroid era. I mean, at least to this point, he'd never been uh, um, hit up for even the, the whiff of steroids. He's like a modern-day pop Paul Bunyan. The guy's like 6'7", 260, and he looks the part, and he's playing the part. Yeah, so kudos to him. And you're right, kudos to Lamar Jackson. Guys playing out this and look, man, we're gonna game on our own selves. And so far, they look like they both about to get a check. So there yes. you go. All right. I, I think I'm gonna go into the green room. We're gonna bring him on screen because I think he's the screen is straight. Uh brother Spikes, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. I hear you, brother. Oh, How you doing? Cut, cut, oh. Let me get the shades on. <laughs> Lenny Spikes is in the building. What's going on, doing sir? All right. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Say hello to Miss Tree and to Mr. Tyrone Poole, sir. How you doing, Mr. Spikes? Welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. I'm just grateful to be on the show tonight. Able to see you. Well, brother, we're happy to have you, man. Uh, so, up, oh, what well, you done? But well, you kind of went to the side again. Yeah. Amen. 
Well, I tell you, buddy, hey, people don't believe me. <laughs> I be telling people all the time, this live streaming ain't no joke. We can hear you, brother, but again, somehow, mother, you must have hit your phone or your right. screen. Cause you... Yeah, but you you going you going vertical now, bro. <laughs> we need you back on the horizontal. Yeah, we all had to turn. Right, we have to be all like this, bro. Try to check you out. So, uh, my man, any uh, spice? Well, listen, those things happen. I tell you about all the time. Everybody think live anything is easy, but even ESPN, CBS, all those guys. I watch every now and then. Something goes to the left. I mean, we saw in the middle of the game that stop a game because of a drone, possible drone attack. So anything can happen when you go live. That's what makes it fun, I guess. Let's go to social media here. One more time here. Oh, man. Todd always throwing some shade. He said, did Ty Cobb beat a handicapped man up? Lord have mercy. Todd, where do you get this stuff from? I'll give you honest with you, man. I mean, do you have like a book at home where you get this? I don't know anything about Ty Cobb. I do know that Ty Cobb back in the day, like many men of his era, uh, were unfortunately uh, known to be very racist, uh, very unhappy. He was. He vocally made some comments about, you know, blacks being integrated in baseball. And certainly he made statements that he did not want to play against black people. So, uh, yeah, Ty Cobb, as time got on and we kind of knew what he was about, it kind of tarnished his, you know, his reputation. But, yeah, the dude was a monstrous hitter. I mean, for years and years and years, he had the record until I think each row broke it. 4,100 hits in 22 seasons. Um, he was hitting machine, stolen base machine. But, uh, yeah, not a nice man, especially when it came to brown people. So, anyway, let us move on here and get to our topics. Oh, dang, on, 8.30 already? All right. Yes, I know. I know, Mr. Bruce. I got to take a break. Okay. We'll be back with more of the Real Talk Sports Show in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Did you know that Alan Vigil Ford in Morrow, Georgia also has Lincoln? Over 35 years of using the Vigil Touch to provide excellent customer service, works hand-in-hand with the Lincoln Motor Company to provide a luxurious and seamless way to acquire your next luxury vehicle. Lincoln has an array of full-service, complimentary owner benefits. These benefits include hospitality partnerships, service pickup and delivery, all which can be accessed through the Lincoln Way app. You can even contact the 24-7 concierge to have someone assist you. Come and see our great inventory of new and pre-owned Lincolns today. Call 678-364-7345 to make an appointment with one of our brand champions or shop 24-7 online at allenvigillincoln.net. This is OJ Howard with Real Talk Sports. What's up, guys? This is Tim Tebow. You're listening to Real Talk Sports. This is Charles Woodson. Let me grab the mic. You ready? This is Charles Woodson with Real Talk Sports. Hey, it's your boy JB Smooth with Real Talk Sports. Anyway, hey, welcome everybody back to the Real Talk Sports Show. I always like, that's my little favorite little cut. I almost feel like Dion. That's my theme music. I got to get me some theme music. We all need to get that. We need we need theme music. Y'all got to think about some theme music I can kind of mix in there. We all come on and bring you on a little, whatever your cut is. But it's got to be something that, no, we can't do it that way because I forgot they get on you and hit you with a strike because you play copyrighted music. So I'm going to let that, I'm going to leave that alone. All right, guys, we're going to shift gears now and talk a little college football. Before we get into the college football top 10, we have a situation with another coach right near us. 
You know what happened down at the place they called the Flats? Georgia Tech went and got rid of head coach Jeff Collins and then got rid of the man that hired him, the AD Todd Stansberry. Both men are gone. So we're going to go right to the source. He is on 24-7 Sports, GoJackets.com, the man who knows about what's happened with the Jackets, the one and only Rob McKenzie back in the building. Sir, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back with all of you, and uh, unfortunately for the wrong reasons right now, but, uh, you know, hopefully better days are ahead. Uh, okay, I'll let you guys go first. A tree questions for Mr. McKenzie with the situation going on at Georgia Tech. Well, I don't have a question, but can you just fill us in on everything that's taking place? Yeah, it. it we, we started hearing, you know, after that Mississippi game that if uh, – if things went south against UCF, that it would be the end for, for Jeff Collins. And, you know, for a while there, we thought Georgia Tech was going to win that game. They had a lead, you know, with a minute and a half before uh, halftime. And, you know, they always say those five minutes before you go into the half are pretty important. They blocked a punt, took the lead. Georgia Tech came down the other end, figuring they'd get some points back. Missed a field goal, so you know that changed the whole momentum of the game. So, it, it the the big donors, you know, that are involved in all this and are helping to make these decisions, they were all there. They saw it, and uh, basically, uh, Jeff Collins was out the door before the that plane even took off to head back to Atlanta. So, uh, President Cabrera got involved. He's a big sports enthusiast. He's a Georgia Tech grad. Uh, he loves football. And he he said it was a difficult decision, but it was one that had to be made. And, and that's why you saw both Stansbury, who hitched his wagon to Collins, and Jeff were gone. And then he proceeded to call Brent Key, who was the associate head coach, uh, and named him the interim coach. And we got to to talk to both of them today, along with the acting AD, uh, Frank Neville, who is, uh, you know, Cabrera's chief of staff. And they had some interesting comments about how they're going to move forward and how they're, how the Institute is actually now surprise, surprise, going to give some money to the athletic program, which, you know, boy, we about fell out of our chairs when we heard that. Imagine that. Tyrone, statements or comments or questions for Mr. McKenzie? Uh, the athletic director, that's probably the most important brick uh, to put into that wall. Any uh, candidates? Yeah, I, I think there's uh, a, a fellow by the name of John Hartwell, who's at Utah State. Uh, we've, we've also, uh, you know, it, it's sort of early, but he's the ex- uh, uh, athletic director at Auburn who who left there, you know, under circumstances where it depends on who you talk to. But we heard that he was unhappy there because he wasn't allowed to be the athletic director. You know, you get some of those alumni involved and they want to run the show. And, you know, the Auburn sort of has that reputation. And, uh, you know, so uh, he, he's another one that, that they really like a lot. Uh, he's a young guy, energetic guy, and, you know, he could be the right guy to lead the program. So they they made the uh, decision that they're going to go after that athletic director first, 
hire him, and then make the decision on what they're going to do with that coaching hire. Yeah, that's that's just like in the pros, you know, professional football. Uh, you you find your GM first, and then the GM, then you bring the head coach in. Uh, you mentioned something, Rod, uh, that I want that brought up a question. Uh, you mentioned the alumni, uh, how certain alum, alumni have an impact on certain university. Uh, talking about Georgia Tech, how much of an input or impact does the Georgia Tech alumni have in what happens at Georgia Tech? Yeah, I, I, as a lot of people know, Georgia Tech uh, does not have a lot of cash hanging around, you know, like a school like Georgia or, or Alabama. So they need these alumni or donors to be involved. And they facilitated, you know, making the buyout possible for Collins. And so naturally, you have to figure they're going to be involved in, in who the next coach is going to be. Uh, you know, how much influence they have, we'll, we'll have to see. But, and that, again, that'll depend on, you know, what happens with the search committee and, uh, you know, what, what happens with, uh, you know, how, how, I guess how, how strong the new AD is going to be. Yeah, quick well, question. question. Yeah, he's asking a question, Rod. Is it true that uh, Collins was actually escorted out of the building? And not allowed to speak to the team. Do you know anything about that at all? No, there wasn't any security there that said, you know, they, they just, uh, I, I think what may have happened, and this is hearsay, is that, you know, I think he wanted to perhaps maybe talk to the team before he left, and, and they told him that wasn't possible. So, you know, wow. where, where, how he left the building really doesn't matter. The, the fact that he's no longer a coach is more important. Yeah, but see, I think, I don't know. You know, people try to put a a negative spin on everything and how it's carried out. And why would you do that if you're a fan? That's just not, to me, that's just not right. I missed it. Why would you do what? Uh, Try to spin negative stuff like that, you know, that he had to be escorted out of the building like, he wasn't I know, that's leave. what I'm saying. I'm saying if he was not allowed to talk to his team, that's wrong. If, you, if you're going to fire the man, fire the man. But when you're a coach and you're putting your heart and soul into these players and you care about them, not just as football players, but as people, the least you can allow him to do is to say goodbye. Yeah, m- m- say Monday. It, you know, whatever, and then let him leave. So that that part is just unfortunate in my opinion that they wouldn't allow him to at least say goodbye to his team yeah monday is an off day for the team they don't practice on mondays so the the way it happened they notified uh key that he was the interim head coach he met with his staff uh gave them their their marching orders and then they had the team come in that night and he met with the team. And so I, I think Jeff was long gone before the team was actually in the building. Okay, so they did it on their off day. Yeah. And then I'll I, I add this little piece here for what it's worth. Um, if you get evicted from your house and they lock you out, whatever you got in there, it don't belong to you no more. Now, if they decide to let you come in out of the graces of their heart, so that's like a heart issue, you know, Georgia Tech. 
you know, and yeah, we'll let you talk. But like you said, they did talk to the players um, during the off uh, day. But uh, if you get fired from a job, uh, yeah, we take your keys. We take everything. You have no longer have access uh, to it. So, you know, but I'm just saying that's the way of the world. But, you know, you just have to have a great heart. Uh, no matter who you are, and I'm not, I'm not pointing Georgia Tech out, but that's where we live in. You get fired, you're done, you're gone. That's that's it. So yeah, um, yep. we start, we start yeah. And and Key made an interesting statement today when, you know, he was asked, are, you know, are you guys coaching for your job? And he said, Hey, we know what we got into when we chose this profession, and we know, you know that. There, there's the, that possibility that we're going to have to move our families and, and move on and that type of thing. So he said, we're grown men, and that's how we approach it. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, I know they understand, but there's still a way to do everything. And that's sure. all I'm saying. I, yes, I agree. We know that if you get fired, we know that you lose all access. We all get that. But there's still a way to do everything. Well, in today's environment... I know, right? Nobody cares, baby. You out. That's yeah. it. Don't let the door hit you. The good Lord split you. And yeah. that's how it goes. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, so let's let's kind of look at this, Rod. We're talking about potential candidates. Of course, now, you you knew this was going to happen. Uh, one of your compadres uh, from one of the other uh, jacket blogs immediately had a list of candidates. Guess who was number one on the list, sir? You already know. Mr. Mr. Primetime himself, realistically, I mean, is that even something that Georgia Tech would try to pursue Coach Sanders? Would it make sense for him to come here? Your thoughts, Rob? You're muted. We lost your mic for a second, uh, Rod. Unmute your mic. We lost you up. Let me do it. Okay, try it again. Don't be lost again because I, I can't override it. Hit your hit your uh your mute button again. Just make sure you're not muted. I add this while Rod is uh pairing his mic. Uh, uh you know, me personally, uh the way Georgia Tech, so to speak, their atmosphere is, and you think about the energy and the flamboyancy that Dion brings. Um, I don't know if that would be a good mix. You know, I understand everybody, you know, he should be in a, a D1 program and everybody should get an opportunity. But, you know, sometimes certain things, uh, you know, the environment, the the chemistry, you know, I know some of the players would be riled up. And just like uh, Ross said, the uh, Georgia Tech doesn't have a lot of funding. So uh, not like Georgia where they got a surplus. Georgia Tech gets their funding from their alumni. So if you get the alumni upset, they're like, we ain't giving no money. Then, okay, so I think you got to go with the chemistry and you got to go, even if he is a perfect fit, does it mess up the chemistry? I'm like, that's what you got to look at as well. I see Rod. Interesting. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, I've I've heard two sides to the story. One, uh, I was told by a donor, uh, it's not going to be Dion. And then I talked to a, and I don't want to throw his name out there, but a a famous ex-Georgia Tech student athlete who is trying to facilitate that. And he's putting Dion in touch with 
some of the powers to be at Georgia Tech. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting one to play out. But I, I, I sort of agree with Tyrone, at, you know, how the ultimate outcome will be. Uh, you know, I, I would love to have him, you know. Boy, as a member of the media, that would be great, you know. But uh, we'll just have to see. I mean, you, you hear names like, you know, Dale McGee over at, uh, over at uh, Georgia, the Jamie Cole Chadwell at uh, Coastal Carolina is another guy that's uh, that's going to be pretty prominent in this search. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun. And, you know, you're going to hear a lot of rumors. And, it, and if you're uh, if you're on social media, boy, you better uh, <laughs> better beware because those chat groups chat groups can really start some great rumors uh, without, you know, really knowing what's going on. So, uh, you know, in my business, it's great for my business, but, you know, you would rather have it the other way and, and have that coach still there and, and Georgia Tech winning games. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, uh, for once, Todd actually agrees with you there, Rod. He was like, yeah, the guy from East Carolina. Not East Carolina, Coastal Carolina is definitely a big big favorite. But, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, is that, you know, sometimes when you look at these situations – uh, would Dion be a game changer? He would He'd create a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, certainly a guy that is beloved here in Atlanta for what he did with the Falcons, a guy that has shown that he can recruit nationwide. And like you said, Rod, the players would really enjoy playing for him. But, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, I haven't covered Georgia Tech that long, but there's, there's a lot of blue haired uh, old money. I, I don't know how that would go with them, but I will tell you this. Everybody likes a winner. <laughs> That much I can tell you. Everybody likes a winner. So, um, yeah, and not just that. I just want to throw one more thing in about Deion Sanders that you were saying about all of that. Let's not forget his heart. I love Deion and all the things that he's been doing when he had his prime academy teaching football and, and just about every sport except for volleyball. But he was doing so much with the kids with his truth. I think it was truth camps and stuff like that. So he has a, a really good heart and he does a lot for the community. Just look at all the things that he's done. So not only is he one of the best to ever play in the NFL, he also has a great heart and does a lot for the community. So it's, it's great to see that even if he doesn't go to Georgia tech or other places, it's just great to see that he's wanted. And so many people want him to be there. Yeah. And, and he's a guy that really has the players, you know, welfare and future in mind with, with everything he does. So, you know, it's it just, it's just a matter of how, how much in control he would want to be versus what the school would want him to be, you know, that's, so. that's the ticket, Rod. It's almost like I'm going to use fraternity since we're talking about college, right? I went to you know HBCU. So they had the Q's, the Kappa's, the Alpha's. Okay. What we're saying, Dion is, you can call him whatever. He could be a Kappa, Alpha, or he could be a Q. The Kappas, they have a certain provider that they go by, certain rules and regulations, how we dress. Now, if Dion wanted to come and say, you know, I'm cutting my sleeves. And, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do it. So it's like, it's all about chemistry, man. That is so important, chemistry. Nothing negative, nothing negative, but 
It has to be chemistry, just like with a quarterback and wide receiver. You just can't go out and get a wide receiver just because he had 120 catches last year. How does he fit with the chemistry of the team? Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure everything is balanced. Everybody's on the same page. That's how we win. That's how you win. So, uh, but no, I think Dion great at what he does, and he would definitely be an addition, a uh, helpful addition. But again, I always look at chemistry, 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 chemistry. Well, last thing I'm going to say here before I go to the break. First of all, uh, Rob, we got an apology here from Todd. He says, hey, listen, um, you are a good dude. And he said, my bad for starting a bunch of rumors. He said, most of them I start on my own. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Todd, uh, we, we appreciate you being involved. You know, that's that's something we can't say for a lot of people. Bottom line. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, the only thing I say about Dion before I go, and I'll, I'll let you uh, let people know how they can find out more about, more about you, Rod, is this. You know, sometimes they say if you want something different, you got to do something you've never done before. And everybody know, if they brought Dion Primetime to Georgia Tech, it would shake up the world. So uh, I, I can tell you from a guy that covers and rides the same thing, it would be uh, it would be a palooza for the press. Uh, it would be must-see TV. Press conferences would be off the chain. And But but shifting just quickly to what Tree was saying, is not like the guys coming in and saying, I just want you to play football which is obviously a concern with Georgia Tech is like, hey, we, we have a certain standard. I think that Dion, if he did decide to come here, he, he would really influence and try to influence him and say, listen, I need you in those last two years to get your grades up, get your weight up, so that you can come in here and really be the type of academic student that Georgia Tech is looking for. And let's, and let's, let's not get this thing twisted. I go back to this all the time. Yeah, he played a funny offense. Yeah, people said it was like high school. But the bottom line is, is that an unconventional coach by the name of Paul Johnson came in here and made Georgia Tech a winner and made them one of the most high-scoring teams in college football when he was here. So, you know, sometimes you got to think outside the box. All right, Todd, you know, we have Rob, we always like to make sure people know about our guests. So, before you go, sir, Mr. Rob McKenzie, the floor is yours all right rod so i'm gonna put your social media up here i mean how people can follow you on the website i believe it's gojackets.com is that correct you there can uh, follow us on gojackets.com and i'm on uh twitter at uh, georgia panther and uh we're looking forward to to everyone uh you know coming over and being with us through the ad search and the coaching search there it is mr rob mckenzie thank you sir god bless and we look forward to having you back on again Bye. All right, Rod. See that? See, that's why you gotta have a tree on your staff. That's right. <laughs> there you go, tree. See, Jonathan out there. We gotta run a two-minute offense and get down there and score. Jonathan come with the four-minute offense. Now let's run the ball. Tree said, "No, we gotta throw the ball. Throw the ball." <laughs> Thank you, Tyrone. <laughs> Good job, tree. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan said he can't. I can't hear him. He can't hear me. Trees said, Jonathan, tight, tight, tight. <laughs> Throw the ball, Jonathan. Enough with the trick plays, Jonathan. Run the dang ball. I love it. That's my movie. Run the dang ball. <laughs> this is why I got to go. <laughs> Getting killed with shame on program. I got love it. This is it. You know what? I'm going to a break. We'll be back with more the Real Talk Sports Show. In just a moment, don't go nowhere because the preacher has been ran over by the bus. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>
The day has arrived. It's time to let more people know about your business. You have the right marketing plan and the messaging in place. But do you have the right messenger? Good advertising and promotions need a professional sound so the message can be clearly understood. Don't leave your brand image to chance. Let our team of voiceover experts at CME lend you a hand. Give us a call at 678-304-8121 to find out how we can partner with you to give your business its voice. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Well, check out Allen Vigil Ford Lincoln in Morrow, Georgia. We have one of the largest inventories in our area for both new and pre-owned vehicles, so we're sure to have something for everyone. Family-owned and operated since 1982, customer satisfaction is our number one priority. Come see our full lineup of vehicles and find the one that best fits you. Give us a call today, 678-726-5739, or shop us 24-7 online at allenvigilford.net. Yes, we know about him. We're back here uh, at the Real Talk Sports Show. Thank everybody for joining us. You can see right across here, we got him up on the screen, nice and big, right in the middle of there, Mr. Tyrone Poole. And on the other side, the lovely Miss Tree Dolman is in the building. And I'm the minister. Uh, I'm still trying to get the tire tracks and everything off me from Tyrone going, mm, running me over. Hey, make it loosen, loosen your collar up, man. Make you've been in you've been inside that tower for so long. You know, I got to I have to say a few jokes every once in a while to get you to loosen it up, Jonathan. Loosen it up, man. Loosen it up. <laughs> Enough with the trick play, Jonathan. Oh, Run you the time. Oh, look at it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. See now that right there, fish is shades right there. That look right there, fit. Your shades, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. You look like uh, you now. That's it. I don't know where it is, but it's, it's somewhere down there. I have to get it before I go home. But anyway, <laughs> good stuff going on. Let's take another look here at our topics here. Uh, I think the only thing we have not discussed, and we we'll just do that for a quick little moment. Let's see if we got the right topics. I don't want to bring up something from July because we in September. Yeah, so um, we want to talk a little bit about the Jonesboro Band bringing water to uh, to Jackson. Also kind of give you guys, let you guys know the Hawks are actually now in full swing for practice. Because um, they actually have to practice in the NBA. So Hawks have an open practice. I believe it is tomorrow night at 7. Uh, before I get off the broadcast, I will try to uh, give you that information. But yeah, guys, uh, great stuff that happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, first of all, kudos to Jonesboro. Uh, put the beat down on another Clayton County opponent, knocked off. Um, dang, who did they play? I don't know, drew a blank already. Heck, but anyway, they, they beat the brakes off the opponent 34 to 7 uh, and pulled off another big win at home. And then the cool thing is their band has been invited uh, to Jackson State, ironically, for a high school battle of the bands. And they decided since they were going down to Jackson, they didn't want to go empty handed, so they wanted to bring 100 cases of water. So they went ahead and uh, and we, we talked about it over the air. They talked about it and put it out there. And they, in fact, collected not 100, but 200 cases of water to take with them down to um, Jackson. I'm trying to see if I can get a little bit of a clip of us offloading some of the water. Let's see if we can find that before we get off. But, yeah, just great stuff. Those guys dedicating their time and saying, hey, look, we're going to go down there. We don't want to go down again empty-handed. We want to bring some water with us. And so kudos to them for doing so. Let's see if we can kind of get a little bit of that clip here. Let's see if we can get it. And maybe we can share our screen. I hope before this is all over, you know, my technology skills sometimes goes to the left. 
And uh, we're going to go ahead and see if we can share our screen right now. But again, this one, we share it, will be a little bit of Jonesboro High School uh, getting set and getting ready to offload some of the waters they prepared to go down to Jackson, Mississippi. So let's take a look, see if we can get that cooking here to sharing our screen. And thank you again for those of you who are watching via um, the archive and also those of you who are listening and saying, man, what the heck is going on? Uh, doggone it. <laughs> One more time, this time with Gusto. Here we go. And we're going to start sharing our screen right now. Members here, and we want to thank public, even though they give them a discount. We still love them because of no, we, like, listen. Because at the end of the day, they had the 20 right there. The manager himself actually dropped a hand, big old truck, and brought it out himself. So, uh, he said, Get up on the truck, OG, and I'll pass them up to you. So, that's how we did. Listen, um, so Sunday's the big day. Now, that's gonna be tape or televised. What's, what's going on? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on YouTube, but there's gonna be a whole lot of different uh band streamers and all that kind of stuff. So, it'll definitely be on YouTube. And you have bands from over the country, you got Georgia, you got. Texas, 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 Mississippi, Tennessee. Georgia, yeah, right. all over. Okay, and so. we are going to represent the great city of Atlanta and Georgia. That's right. And Jonesboro, guys. So listen, we're going to have them back on. It was a recap. I was trying to get more of them actually offloading the water, so hopefully we'll have that ready next week. But, yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, we were out there after the game. We actually made the presentation after the game was over. Uh, Alan Vigil Ford, um, WIGO, and ourselves, we contributed 20 cases of water to take down with them. And i tell you really quickly, another cool story. So, I get a call from Jonesboro, and they said to me, hey, Minister Simmons, listen, we had a tractor trailer that was committed to bring down a lot of this water, and we just got a call that the tractor trailer can't come. They said, now, we've gotten some of the parents to get together and take the water, but we still have a leftover 30 cases of water we need to get down there. Can you help us? So I get to work the next day, and, you know, obviously we don't have a van that we can loan out to go. I go to Enterprise, they're booked up. As I was going into the cafe that we actually have inside our dealership, one of my clients who runs a transportation company said, hey man, how you doing? We started talking. When I explained to him the story, he said, no problem. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them my advance. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna drive the water down myself. So literally he called me the other night as he was en route with 30 cases of water to take down to Mississippi. So just great stuff overall. Again, kudos to Publix for, and the manager for helping me bring the water out there, Mr. Vigil. Uh, Miss Brown over at WIGO, and of course, all of us here at Real Talk Sports. You know, again, we're just very grateful we're able to, to chip in and send a grand total of 200 cases of water down to Mississippi. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, just great stuff. We're just so excited that we can be a part of it. Are right, we going to social media really, really quickly? Let's take a peek to get my glasses on. And there he is, our man. This is the guy that shot a lot of that foot. Uh oh. Tyrone. Right. Well, hey, you know, speaking of high school tree, I'm sitting here looking at some of the high school. Um, the polls uh, for uh, 7A, 7A. So we talk about Jonesboro, kind of keep it in the high school ranks. Um, and Buford, I don't know if you're familiar with Buford, Buford High School, but Buford actually, you know, they moved up. Uh, they used to be, I think, 3A or 4A, something like that. And they moved up to the big boys. And because uh, people used to say that they were so dominant in the, uh, classification that they were in. Uh, they used to win championships year in and year out, but now they're doing the same thing uh, in 7A Georgia football, which is supposed to be the biggest um, classification. So what do you think about a team that's able to win on one level and then move up, kind of like Roy Jones Jr.? Roy Jones Jr. was good in his weight class, and then he moved up uh, to see what he could do, you know, with the next weight class. So 
what do you think about athletes that are and organizations that are able to move up the competition and still be competitive? I love it because it just goes to show for the haters that they have that say, oh, they only won because they're 6A and then they move up to 7A and then they win and you can't move up anymore. That just goes to show that talent is talent. So it doesn't matter which level you're playing in. When you're great, you're great and you're going to win if you work hard and keep pushing through and are disciplined. So I'm happy to hear that. I think that's great. Yeah. We got Jonathan back. Speaking of discipline, it's always good to watch the indicators on your computer. When it says low power, you should immediately check to make sure that your power cable has not been unplugged from the wall. Then you will avoid having a black screen in the middle of your broadcast. It's all about that discipline, baby. Well, speaking of discipline, we want to be disciplined and making sure that we have all our guests on here. You know what time it is late in the broadcast. It's always time to talk NFL football and, of course, our hometown Falcons. And when we do that, guys, who do we bring in? The one and only embedded beat writer for AJC Sports for the Falcons. And he is also Esquire par excellence. The one and only D. Orlando Better, Led Better, back from his West Coast tour. D. Led, what's going on, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Reverend Simmons. Thanks for having me on the show this evening. Pleasure uh, seeing you all, Tyrone and Miss Tree. Glad to be back home. I like it, Led. Yeah, D. Led been out there. What are you out there for two weeks? I like uh, it. Ten days. Um, yeah. I was just doing my expenses. <laughs> so the, the 15th through the 29th. Almost two weeks, I guess. Yes, sir. That's about two weeks. So you ran up a nice little bill. You can turn it into AJC. So <laughs> give me my money. <laughs> no right. doubt, no doubt. So he led, uh, you know, well, it's happy time, brother. We actually got a win. How about that? Yeah, no question about it. Defense uh, stood up. You know, they um, got, a couple sack, got a couple sacks on that last drive, then got an interception. Uh, you know, that's what you like to see from, from the defense is uh, even though things might not have been going your way, uh, the offense could have closed it out, but they fumbled the ball. So, uh, you know, they got to work on that part of closing out games. But the defense was able to get off the field and secure the victory uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, first one for this season. Now, now you need nine more, Reverend. <laughs> Wow, had to come back to that, huh? All right. Woo! They have a W. Oh, let me get that. Let me get that full screen. Let me get that full screen. I'm feeling some kind of way with that full screen. Yeah, baby, there's a W over there. They got the first win of the season. Yeah. All right, Tyrone, what you got for Mr. D. Orlando Ledbetter, sir? Uh, you know, does it matter, uh, D. Led, that that uh, they were playing against uh, Geno Smith? I uh, know Gino was actually very good, uh, Tyrone, until that last uh, throw. Uh, he, uh, you know, he uh, threw a couple nice touchdown balls, the one to Disley and then the one to DK Metcalf right uh, in in, the, in between the zone. But, uh, yeah, granted, he's not an elite quarterback, uh, but they still got the W. There you go. We're getting ready to see some elite quarterbacks here, but not, not – uh, uh, not not right now, but uh, not not Brissett. But the next week, when you go to Tampa, you're gonna see a pretty elite one, and uh, Cincinnati's lurking around the corner too. Let me ask this question about Mr. Pitts: Are they utilizing him correctly, or are they are you know are they still waiting to really start utilizing his talents, or what? What's your opinion about how they use utilizing Mr. Pitts? I think he's being underutilized, uh, Tyrone. 
All you do is look at, um, you know, uh, the top tight end in the league. Uh, that's Travis Kelsey, and he averages 12 targets a game. So there's no excuse for the Falcons not to be getting him at least 10 targets a game. They got him nine in the last game where they were for, you know, they said they wasn't forcing the action, but they were. They needed to uh, after he just got four in the previous game. So the quarterback's got to get his timing down with him and, uh, you know, know where he's at at all times. You know, don't force it into double coverage and so forth, but I, they didn't draft him fourth overall to be a blocking tight end who catches two passes a game. Yeah. Marcus Mariota, uh, 20 attempts, 20 attempts. What is, what is the Falcons' confidence in Marcus? Well, you can see from the games it's uh, gone down uh, steadily from 33 to 26 to 20. Uh, he's a running quarterback. They're going to throw quick one-read passes. Now what's going to happen is after this fourth game when everybody's got, you know, four four games of film on him, you know, people are going to be jumping those routes. So, uh, you know, what's he going to do when he has to go to the second or third read? Um, is he just going to pull it down and run? And then how long is that going to last before he gets hurt? So um, he's off to a decent start, but uh, kind of a mistake feels, mistakes there in each of the games. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, he's as advertised. And my last question uh, before I turn it over to uh, Jonathan O'Tree, uh, defensively, um, how's that secondary looking? You know, I'm a secondary guy. Uh, the secondary is only as good as the front seven. So how are they shaping up? I know you mentioned they kind of played very well and closed out a win against the Seahawks. But overall, uh, do you still see any type of, okay, I'm still waiting, or I still need to see improvement in this area? Yeah, we, we do. You do want to see improvement there. And, um, uh, the um, you know, I looked at the pass rush in the Cover 99 blog that's coming out tomorrow, but I wrote it already. Um, and they're on pace for 39 sacks and uh, uh, 59 quarterback, 15, five times 17. That's how many quarterback hits they up for. So that's 35. You know, do the math on that. It's 59. It's, it's 85 or something like that. It's pretty good. Uh, doubling what they've been getting. You know, they're going from 18 sacks to, to 40. Um, that's that's improvement. Uh, in the secondary, Terrell bounced back and had a great game against DK Metcalf. You know, he gave up touchdowns in the first two games to, uh, you know, Michael Thomas and, uh, uh, you know, the Rams. Uh, Rams got him for one, two. Uh, so, um, so he came back and he had three passes defense. He was right there on the ball. I want to see some of those um, PBUs turn into interceptions. Uh, Richie Grant had the big interception in the uh, in the uh, at the end of the game. He's doing well. Haven't seen Jalen Hawkins do much. He um, he uh, was in the picture on the DK Metcalf touchdown. Looked like it was between him and Terrell in the zone there. Uh, so so he's not hurting you, but I haven't seen him making much uh, much plays over there. And then Casey Edwards, a veteran, he shows up at the ball. He has an interception already too. So you're a lot more solid back there, and you got options at nickelback with Mike Ford, D. Alford. And um, Eric Harris. Eric Harris started uh, the Rams game at Nickelback. So there are some options back there. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they're improving. That's the best kindest thing we can say. Uh, I got a question for you, D. Ledge. So um, 
is there is there any kind of is Pease doing something differently this year with the scheme? Because especially in the first two games, look a little better in game number three. But it looked like uh, AJ Terrell seemed like a little out of sorts. You know, I mean, he's I mean, they literally throwing at him in the first two games, not so much in game three. But even there were some times against um, Metcalf that, you know, he, he just looked mm-hmm. I, I'm like a half step behind. Is something going on with him? No, no, he's in man coverage. He got beat by Michael Thomas. I mean, there's no crime there. Uh, and uh, uh, the Rams, I believe, uh, I, I can't remember who beat him on that, but it was, you know, he's getting the top guy. They're moving him man to man on these top receivers, and he's not going. He's not. He's not Daryl Revis. I'm sorry. You know, he's he's a good quarterback. Maybe he becomes that. Uh, he's doing a great. He did a great job on DK when they had him in single coverage. Uh, you know, he had a uh, block block down. So it's nothing nothing new or anything they're asking him to do. They they're actually putting him in man so they can go blitz the quarterback a little bit more. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's go to Todd. One time he says here he says, Coach Spees. He says he thinks he attacks you. He led in the press conference. I don't know what. You know, I don't know what, what he's that, talking yeah. about. That's, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about there. Listen, Coach Pease, I mean, all these guys, I mean, it's funny watching these guys, and then I'm going to let this go over the tree. Like, just watching the press conference, it's like, it kind of reminds me of Bill Belichick light. I mean, they're extremely scripted. I mean, and I guess it's a difference from Dan Quinn, who kind of was, you know, Quinn was Quinn. But these guys, man, they're on script. Every single one of them. When they bring each guy out, it's like they're all on the Arthur Smith script, except for Dean Pease, who's like, look, I'm a veteran guy, and this is how I do it. And, yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting to, to watch the press conference. Tree, what do you got for uh, d Well, d you know I love defense, and, you know, I'm excited seeing what the Falcon defense is doing. They're actually exceeding my expectations. But I want to know, is there anybody out there that has exceeded your expectations? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a story on Tyquan Graham. He, uh number 95. Uh, <clears throat> he's not – he doesn't uh, – show up in the stat books and so forth, you know, and who, who's who's uh, really watching the defensive tackles uh, in the game, you know. But he's in there creating havoc. He's got five quarterback hits. Uh, he lit up Geno Smith a couple times right before he got rid of it. And, and that's what they need. They need somebody that can beat the one-on-one uh, opposite of Grady Jarrett because Grady's getting a lot of attention. So, you know, if, if Taekwon can continue to do – uh, his job in there, uh, he's gonna. That's gonna be good for the Falcons. Good for their defense. I mean, they found another fifth rounder who can uh, turn into a player. Uh, it's gonna have a tough matchup against the Cleveland guards. Both of them are uh, former Pro Bowlers and so forth. So the Cleveland line is pretty stout, and it'll be interesting to see how he holds up against the the Cleveland Browns rushing attack. Because you know they're gonna want to run the ball with Nick Chubb all day and all night. Uh, so. Uh, we're going to see if our guy Graham can keep it going uh, in this big game against the Browns. Tyrone, anything else for uh, Mr. D. Orlando Ledbetter, sir? No, uh, I am waiting to see how they finish up with this quarter. Uh, even though they're playing 17 games, I think they still cut the season in quarters. Uh, so the goal is to finish at the time when they had 16 games. The goal was if we could finish three and one in each of those quarters, then probably going probably going to win our division and uh, we'll go into the playoffs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they actually take shape uh, after uh, this quarter, so to speak. And uh, uh, but hey, there are a lot of teams that are going to start out slow and they catch on fire at the end. 
again. I remember in Carolina, we we started out uh, my rookie year. We started out oh oh and four, oh and four, I think, oh and five, and then we caught fire and went on a, a winning streak and finished up seventy nine. So it's gonna be interesting to see when the when the Falcon players when they actually uh, come together and they start utilizing players correctly. Pits and you know the defense starts continue to jail and understand what Dean Pease is trying to do and uh, Arthur Smith you know put his imprint uh, you know get everybody on the same page it's gonna be interesting to see what they do you may get your ten wins I'm not saying they will I'm just keeping hope alive like Jesse Jesse Jackson but uh, that's a lot of hope a whole lot of hope. You just said you may get your ten wins. Wow. Look look okay come hey. on now Let, let's tell the truth now. Had it not been for some improper ball security by Mr. Marcus Mariota, the Falcons should be at least two and one, and possibly could have been pitching a three and zero. Oh. I can say the same about my Lions. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, we can say that, that about a lot of teams. If this didn't happen, they could be two and one. I mean, no. uh, yeah, same same for my Detroit team, and my Minnesota Vikings are two and one. So I mean, you know, if would have. Could have, should have. We can we can say that all the time. Nah, you ain't getting no shit on me tonight, Queen. I'm not gonna go for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing with you. I really want to say to everybody, I do like the Falcons. I just like messing with Jonathan, just because he said they're gonna be ten and seven. That I don't think, but I do like the Falcons. Here's what I'm saying, and D led you saw with your own eyes, Mr. Mariota. He tightened up because again, the Falcons were ahead comfortably with the ball. All he had to do was just have ball security. That's it. Against the Rams, I mean, they may not have won that game, but he could have at least thrown the ball to one of his studs, not try to throw the ball against one of the better cornerbacks in the league. I know that Jalen Rams have been getting torched lately, but why would you not throw the ball in the area of Kyle Pitts, okay, or Drake London? You're two studs. I don't get it. But anyway, all that being said, I'm excited about these numbers I'm looking at the left from the Falcons. I mean, can you believe that the Falcons actually in the top five in the league in rushing. Uh, no, we can't. You know, that was uh, one of the areas that uh, uh, they had to be good in because, you know, you can't um, – you, you don't have a quarterback anymore that could throw the ball 40 times a game. Or, you know, uh, when you get the ball on your 37 with a chance to win the game, Matt Ryan was going to win the game. Uh, Mariota wasn't able to do that against the Rams. They did They did all that work to get back in that game and, and – uh, he throws it at Ramsey uh, when you got two six five receivers out there. So um, yeah, you know, uh, you definitely want to keep it moving that way and 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 try to win as many as you can. And I and I say this, I say this, you know, I, I'm not trying to put a wet blanket on you, Jonathan. But uh, I'll tell you what, if the Falcons and D. led you correct me if I'm thinking incorrectly, but um, I'm looking at the Falcons' third down percentage. And if they don't correct that third down or fix that third down, being able to get out that field, you ain't going to see no 10 win. But what you're going to see is a tired defense. Uh, so I'm like, I think right now they are – but the best in the NFL is 22, uh, 22%, 22.6. That's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they get out the field. Uh, yeah, they're allowing their opponents 22% uh, of the time that they convert in third down. And then when you look at the Falcons, they are 47.5. So uh, – uh, every other time the Falcon giving up a third down conversion into a first down. So if they're going to get to them 10 wins, they better fix that third down. Yeah. And another thing that uh, is uh, they gave up 420 yards to, to Geno Smith. 
And uh, most times you give up 420 yards, you know, that's going to get you beat most Sundays. So uh, they got they got, they got got work to do, but uh, they should be happy uh, for where they're at. But they got work to do. And that running game, Reverend, what we're talking about, that helps that defense. It, it's uh, been keeping these these play counts kind of low. They've been in the 60s on the, on the uh, plays for the uh, offense because they're in no hurry. They're running the ball, and they're um, – Snapping it late because they're giving that defense as much rest as they possibly can, which I understand. And that's going to be very important when they uh, go to Tampa, uh, you know, when they step up in class here, which is coming in the next couple of days. You got a couple of playoff games coming up here after uh, this Browns game. And, you know, they thought they should have been in the playoffs. Then you got, um, you know, you got the Bears, the 49ers, Tampa Bay, and the Bengals all coming up on deck. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna know a lot about this team after six seven games. And I, I pick it back off of something that John um uh, say uh, uh D Led said as well that offense helping that defense out. Uh again, you made me think about the number of plays so far in three games. Uh the defense has been out there an awful lot, an awful lot. Uh so that's something else that if they're gonna be good, uh the defense gotta come up big, get that ball back into the offense. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, and like you said, I go back to what I said before about about you know the, the games in, in all these games, the, the de- especially if I look at the New Orleans game, the defense didn't have to be on the field like that because in fact, had Mario did not fumble the ball, the Falcons would probably ran for another two or three. Every bit of that, um, you know, it's just you can't turn the ball over. That's really the biggest thing. The defense, I think, is playing pretty good. And, and who would have thought? Like I said, again, these guys are fifth in the league in rushing, averaging 156 yards of a, a, a game on the ground, and their defense. What, what you're at 18 sacks that's within two of what they had the whole year last year and i want to give a big shout out to my boy uh come on back home i was wondering d was gonna do it had a lot of energy on the sidelines during the preseason but my boy lorenzo carter number nine he, he's he's doing what i hoped he would do uh bringing that energy on the field big uh return for a touchdown defensively so uh yeah i want to give a shout out one of those social media here and shout out a guy who used to be one of our big sponsors uh, when we used to do our live show from the bowling alley in Stockbridge, Tim Mullen. He says, how about the Bears? Well, Tim, will give you a shout. The Bears uh, squeaked one by over Houston, 23-20. to 20. They are now 2-1, and one, right in the thick of it, in the NFC South. But um, Justin Fields is still looking a little, little shaky, bro. I mean, 8 of 17, D-led, two touchdowns. I know it was a sloppy track, but um, is it the play calling? For the Bears, I know you don't have a chance to watch him much. What's going on? Up um, the line is uh, the line is the problem for him, uh, and he ha- hasn't had the benefit of a good rushing attack. I believe Montgomery's hurt now. Yep. Uh, so um, you know uh, he's going to need some help from the run game, and then uh, you know that line, uh, you know, is going to have to tighten up a little bit, or they're going to have to hold some people in. Uh, um, you know, help help the line out, help them with some chips and so forth, chip blocks and whatnot. But um, yeah, Justin uh, uh, is on his second coach, so you hope uh, he's not in one of those bad situations where he ends up with a new coordinator every other year and doesn't get to maximize his wonderful talent. Yeah, Tim's going to figure it out. Shout out to a Georgia boy, Rokon Smith, handling his business up there. And then he also gives a big shout out to Tyrone. He said he remembers you. It's Tim from Stevens County. So he remembers you, I guess, from back in the high school football days. <laughs> hey, Tim, how you doing, buddy? Hope all is well with you and the family. Yeah, it's always good to, you know, um, see people or hear people that you can go back into the past and say, oh, yeah, I remember when. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, hope you're doing well, Tim. 
Yeah, Tim's a good guy, good uh, Christian brother. Like I said, again, uh, when we were over at, he was over at manager at Pinstrike Bowling Alley. We used to uh, uh, have the Real Talk Sports show there live once a month. Uh, hopefully, now that COVID is at least lurking somewhat in the shadows, we'll be able to do that again. We bring in one of the high school teams and give them something to eat and let them hang out and get on camera. So uh, good stuff. Tim, we appreciate you, brother. And um, like I said, thank you for watching the show. Uh, Miss Queen, any other comments about the Falcons' defense? Um I know you're happy with that pass rush. Any other thing that's kind of excited you about the play with the Falcons? Yeah, I just, like I said, they they definitely exceeded my expectations. I'm actually very happy. I want the Falcons to win. I want the Falcons to be a good team. And I know that this is a rebuilding year, but the things that I'm seeing when I watch them play, I'm, I'm excited and I'm looking for more. Okay, y'all heard that, right? Okay, y'all, uh, y'all heard that. The Queen says she wants the Falcons to win. I do. I like the Falcons. Did you forget my husband used to be a Falcon? I root for all of my husband's teams. That's what I'm talking about. Always. But I still, I don't want them to win over my Lions and my Vikings. Let's be clear. But I do want them to win up until the point where they have to face either my Lions or my Vikings. Well, you the third department. You're talking about those Lions here. Uh, real quickly, again, NFC North is shouting out here. We got our good buddies from Fantasy Football Goal Strategy. says, Tree, the Lions running back Jamal Williams will be a hot commodity this week on Fantasy Wave Wires. So, yeah, the, the fantasy football guys eating up what's going on in Detroit. And the D-led, Detroit looks pretty good. Yeah, they couldn't hold on there. But, uh, you know, we watched them in in, uh, in Hard Knocks, and you saw what, what they're trying to do up there. Uh, you know, my uh, uncle's a, a, a Lions fan and uh, Tree, like Tree. So uh, he was saying, hey, they just needed to run the ball out with Swift a little bit, and they weren't able to do it. So, you know, that, those are growing pains that young teams go through. You know, you got to be able to, to pound out the ball and run out that clock late in games. And, um, you know, the Lions are learning how to do that under Coach Dan Campbell. Let me ask you guys this, you know, talking about the NFL period now. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar, you know, they don't went out there and beat them Chargers and they're like plus seven uh, turnover. And that's the key to winning to me. You got to be in that plus when it comes to turnover, you know, compared to how many times the offense gives the ball up to the defense takes it away. And they are plus seven, and they're sitting at two and one. You got to think them Jaguars, they won two straight. Are they trying to get it right in Jacksonville? Uh, I think so. And uh, you got to give Coach uh, Coach uh, Doug some credit there. Uh, they got You know, he's a former quarterback, <clears throat> uh, covered him when he was playing for the uh, Packers. Uh, you know, Brent Favre's backup. So he knows exactly what to do with Trevor. You know, he can make it simple for Trevor. And like like I said, the best friend to the young quarterback is a good running game. And I saw that brother Robinson hit that corner and take it to the house. Uh, what a beautiful sight. You know, you get those big runs from the, from the backs and so forth. So um, then the, – you got the defense on their heels. They're looking for Robinson. Then he can move around and start throwing it, and we know he can throw. So, um, you know, give give Coach Doug uh, some credit. And, uh, you know, that Jacksonville's been drafting near the top of the draft for a minute, so they should have, they should have some players by now. Uh, so we'll see how it works out. And who, is the, who is the most exciting team you guys think? Like, like right now, like, whoa. They are really surprised. And then what's the most deflating team? Like, oh, my goodness. Come on, guys. I didn't expect you guys to have that type of season right now. Yeah, well, the Chiefs came out hot. They came out hot, and they cooled off here real quick. And, uh, 
Uh, you know, I talked to Eric at the uh, combine last year, and, and my cousin was with me, and he was, you know, well, I try not to talk football when we're hanging out. But my cousin was like, what's up with you and Mahomes? Why are y'all always at it? And so um, Eric said, hey, man, I talked to his dad, and his dad said he wanted me to coach him hard, so I'm coaching him hard. So, um, you know, that that's what that's what I know about that situation. But uh, as far as who's hot now, um, you know, it was the uh, Buffalo. Buffalo came out smoking, and then Miami. Miami's out there. Miami's doing it. I wasn't a big tour guy, but um, but Coach Mike, who was here with the Falcons as a quality control guy, he's got he's hitting the right buttons early on in Miami with Brian Flores' team. Yeah. What you think, Tree? You any hot team? You're like, okay, I, I didn't expect that. Didn't expect that team to be playing like that. Yeah, I, I would say Miami. Seeing what what he's been doing, we know what. People were saying about Tua and, oh, he's not this great and this and that. Well, all I can say is that he's been fighting everybody. So that's been really great to see. It's, it's all about your action and what you do when you get on the field. And his field play is, I'm sure, shocking a lot of people and really impressing a lot of people. So it's been a joy seeing what Miami's been doing. I'm very happy for him. What about you, Tyrone? Uh, you know, it's it's like the season to me. I always tell people when you get around week ten, that's when you start to see the contenders start to play ball, and all that first half of the season, those pretenders, they fall to the wayside. So I hold my stuff out. I've learned to wait until week ten. Mm-hmm. You know, around that number, that game number. But right now, you know, the Dolphins. The Dolphins and the Jaguars, you know, they're kind of like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, uh step up and, and say take notice. And I thought the Chargers would have been, you know, pretty yeah. good. But uh, the season is early. Yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Yeah, Dolphins, I mean, shook up the world. I mean, two or six touchdown passes. I think it threw for almost 300 yards in the fourth quarter uh, in that huge win against uh, Baltimore, which was really much for TV. I mean, seeing those two guys sling it in two different styles, you know, seeing – uh, you know, Lamar Jackson hurt you with both the arm and the legs. And two are just going back to Alabama days, man, just dropping that left hand and spiral just anywhere and everywhere. And Tyreek Hill making all his money finally from Miami because I was kind of one of the first two games where he was at. But uh, he was, yeah, he was dynamic in that game. And really, what I'm, I'm kind of surprised about, the Bengals' offense looks flat, not fluffy. I don't know whether it's the offensive line, but they don't they don't look so good. <laughs> so those are two shockers for me. I mean, Miami balling out the way they did, especially the big win against Buffalo. And then uh, Cincinnati Bengals not offense not looking anywhere near like it looked uh, last year. One last thing we're gonna do before we wrap it up here. Um, Can I ask one more question, Jonathan. One more quick question to everybody. At nine thirty, brother. Hurry up, let's serve. As a matter of fact, hang on before we do that. Want to sign yeah. up really quickly to those people listening to us on WIGO fifteen seventy. Uh, we thank you so much. Thank you to Kevin Collins and the guys behind the scene for having you back again with us next week. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones, talking about the Cowboys. I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans. What do you guys think when Jerry Jones says he welcomes a quarterback controversy? I'm like, is he saying, like, I'm not pleased with that? Because I don't ever remember hearing hearing him say it about Troy Aikman. Or Tony Romo. 
Yeah, he's, he's uh my my Dallas people say that he's selling all the time. So he's uh, that salesman in him never goes away. Uh, probably why they're worth two billion dollars right now. Uh, you know, I don't think he uh should. I don't think we should pay too much attention to Jerry at this age. Uh, when he goes <laughs> on his radio shows, um, it's not real coherent sometimes and. But that was uh, uh, my Dallas people told me that's Jerry selling. He's always selling tickets to the next Cowboy Generation fans, or uh, and so forth. So some people, if he thinks that's gonna uh, sell more tickets, then he might say it. So uh, you know, certainly Dak's the quarterback when he comes back, no matter what Jerry's saying. Yeah, a little controversy always stirs the pot. Right. All right, uh, fantasy football time says, "Hey, Tua is uh, is Tua time now. He's going to learn this season. Perception creates its own reality, but doesn't equal the truth. I'm not sure about that." And he said, uh, "Jerry is a salesman. He knows his ABCs. Always be closing. That's right, brother. That's what they tell us in in sales school all the time. You always got to be closing." And last but not least, Todd thinks the reason why the Falcons won is because Arthur Blank was not on the field in the game. So Todd always looking for the inside and what's going on. All right, guys, you know how we do it when we wrap it up. We want to make sure that all of you watching and listening know about all of our guests and how you can find out more about them. So you'll know how we do it. D. Orlando Ledbetter, the floor is yours. Thank you, Reverend. Yeah, it was. Today is uh, Arthur Blank's 80th birthday, so we'll give him a birthday shout out. You can find me on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. And on the gram at the Orlando Lit, all of our all of my work is on AJC.com. So please subscribe. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. And we look forward to having you back with us again real soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. Mr. Tyrone Poole, the right. floor is well, yours. I want to make sure everybody uh, uh, knows about Wednesday, tomorrow. I'm, I, I'm having it every Wednesday, uh, Motivational Wednesday, uh, 10 minutes of electrifying motivation, 7 p.m. Eastern, YouTube, uh, live. Go to TyronePool38.com, TyronePool38.com, TyronePool38.com. Check me out and let's get inspired, all right? Other than that, you can find me on all social media, TyronePool38. Yay! Yes, sir. Tyrone Poole. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you guys now, Tyrone, I think he's now reached about 800 views. I popped. Tyrone was doing something he normally don't do. Tyrone was, I don't know how what he was doing, but he was driving his car and doing a video. I was like, oh, Tyrone. But he put something out there. People love this. So, yeah, Tyrone, you're closing in. I think you're somewhere around seven, 800 views on TikTok for us, brother. So keep on keeping on. Keep trying to get, I'm trying to be like you, John. I'm trying to take the tie off, man. And- you know, let me let me take the top button off. All right, there we go. There we go. You know, I might show too much skin like that. Let me take it back up to the top. Let me take it back up to the top. I won't show too much skin. Gotta man. watch out. Tyrone got them guns. And I, you know, ladies, Tyrone is always tree. Tree, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, well, all right, guys, y'all be good. All right, Tyrone. Be nice. All right, Miss Tree Dolman, the floor is yours. Hello, everyone. Well, I first would like to say that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. I also would like to say that September is Suicide Prevention Month. And please 
always think about people check on those who you love even your positive strong friends you never know what people are going through so just check on people that you love and care about i also would like to give a huge happy 16th birthday shout out to my bonus son patrick i love you patty wishing you the best birthday ever his birthday was on the 25th but i wanted to give him a shout out just because he's the greatest and i love him so much and you can find me on all social media at it's latresa as well as ms america international 2022 the queen has spoken all right guys uh yeah so uh, if you want to i'm gonna put my shades back on here since everybody knows me with the shades yes i'm the minister jonathan simmons and we appreciate all those of you who have watched us here today if you want to uh, find out more about this, about me or the show, you can basically send me an email. And I, I put this email up my phone number in case you guys have a great sports story. Love to have you on. Uh, we can bring you on from anywhere in the country. Jay Simmons at realtalksports.net. That's J-S-I-M-M-O-N-S at realtalksports.net. You simply can call me on the cell, 678-410-9833. Please follow us on social media at Real Talk Sports to number seven. You can follow me personally on social media at Minister J Sim. That's Minister J. J-S-I-M-M. And remember, go to our YouTube page and bam, subscribe, 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 and boom, hit that bell so it'll notify you whenever we do some things because sometimes I go live, sometimes I do a pregame, and you never know where you might find us. We even did some stuff live from the Super Bowl where the queen was right there on the scene. So, uh, again, we ask you guys to follow us and pay attention. All right, last but not least, get a little serious for a second. Hey, you know, guys, uh, lots of stuff are going on in this world, so I want to ask you the question, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I'm going to say to you, if you do not, please, man, please serve to know him today. Nobody loves you like Jesus. He made you. He died for you. And he rose from the dead. So this beautiful thing is now available to you. If you repent of your sins and believe that Jesus Christ came here, died for your sins and rose from the dead, two wonderful things will happen to you. Number one, you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And number two, you become an adoptive child of God with all the rights therein. That means now you can go to God, not as just some great creator of the universe sitting high in heaven, but now you can go to him like a loving parent. Ask him for anything that you need or desire, and according to his will, he'll give it to you. And number two, if and when you die, you go to a happy place called heaven. There's none of the following. No pain, no pandemic, no bad people. You never grow, you never grow, you never die. It's a beautiful place. Every building adorned with the most spectacular jewels you've ever seen. Even the streets are paved with a gold. It's so pure, it's translucent. And guess what? You get to hang out with God, Jesus Christ, and all the people you love forever. And it's always sunny because the glory of God illuminates the kingdom. And you stay away from that bad place called hell where all the things I mentioned in heaven, it ain't gonna be in hell. So it's bad, it people everywhere, it stinks, it's dark. And most of all, you cut off from God, from Jesus Christ, and the people you love, and all those great Bible heroes forever in a day. I don't know about you, but I like option number one. Instead of option number two. All right, guys, we thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. We appreciate you wherever you're watching, either live or on the replay, especially those of you watching on the replay. We thank you so much for joining us. Until the next time, God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.